Ed and Moon, but Son's Moon. Moon's had to go to a shoot yeah, for his... We'll, we'll explain that. Imagine what it would have been. What, what was he referring to earlier that he did? He was blonde here. Oh, yeah, he was in blonde here. The, the bad period of... Yes, this bad period of his life, his blonde period. That's a not... That, yeah, he's... You know what, though? I was hoping... You know he told the story about how he was um, uh, in the nightclub and he was that was in the paper. Yeah. I was hoping he was going to tell my favourite... Everyone... Should we do that now? No, we're doing it. Oh, this is recording. Yeah. Sorry, I f***ed it up. No, you're okay. <laughs> Sorry. You've done, you've no, done no, the no. Mark Maron on me. No, no. That, and <laughs> and so the one I wanted him to tell was the most recent one from the comedy festival, which he told on radio with us, um, Jay. So it's, it's out there in the public domain, where he was at the comedy festival. Right. And he was just standing. He says, oh, I was just standing there and um, just at the comedy festival having a drink at the bar. And from behind me, someone reached down the back of my pants and grabbed my ghoulies from behind. <laughs> really? Right? And I'm like, this is a weird story. And then I said to him, oh, do you know who it was? And he goes, oh, there was a few suspects I was choosing from in my head. Because <laughs> there's three people in confidential. You don't know. It could be any one of them. And he said, then I turned around and he was the it was the woman he thought it was going to be. Right. And he said, all right, now that's happened. Are we going to talk about it? And, and she's done this from behind. behind so right. she's gone down the back yes. and then up and under. Yep. It's a difficult manoeuvre. It's a yeah. huge manoeuvre from her. It's If you're listening now, try and do it on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Come around here to the other side of the desk. Exactly, Jay. <laughs> you got big hands. And oh, no. This is bad theatre of the mind. <laughs> dear, oh dear. And then... Proctology of the mind. And then he's gone anyway. So then he said, yeah, that's, she's okay. And then they'd had a talk about it the next day on the phone. Imagine that phone call. <laughs> yeah. You Imagine remember that me? phone call. There's a phone call. <laughs> hey, Lawrence. Hey, we're going to talk about last night. And um, anyway, he said that she's fine. He's fine. She admitted that it was probably not the best thing to do. Mm. And they've moved on. Right. Now, that's still very Lawrence. If that had happened to me, I'd never recover from that. No. No, it'd be counselling, <laughs> hypnosis. Hypnosis. <laughs> and also because you haven't told me who it is, so now I'm picturing a lot of, I'm going through everyone on the dirty laundry panel now. Oh, that's nice. I think it's oh, no, Sheargold in the wig. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin Sheargold. <laughs> Doing the Sheargold. <laughs> he but, wouldn't do that. But see, until Lawrence reminded me of that stuff, because he's now the respectable that's the thing. king of all media. Yes. And you forget that there is a kind of seedy past. That's right. There? That's right. As he would admit himself, no, well, he's that, still here, rather than off doing one of his seven jobs. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. And so that's kind of, and that's what we've been saying, you know, this part of, the, you know, Moon is reliable. We keep saying yeah. he has a child that's fed. He has yeah. he has appointments that he keeps, yeah. and you can tell that he worries that he's losing his edge because of this. It's it's a tough one, isn't it? Maybe he's got to get back to a hand up and under the ghoulies, <laughs> and uh, you know, collapsing on a couch at Revolver. And the occasional rusty moon, <laughs> the blonde, the blood forgotten about the dot, the bleached hair, the bleached hair. That's period. a strong decision. What's the? Have you what coloured hairs have you had in your time? Uh, it's, well, I it's just always the same. But the weird thing is, up until about five, I had bright red hair. What? And then somehow, weirdly, my hair went dark, went brown. And then all through my childhood, I had light brown hair. And then it slowly went darker and darker to the point where, up until recently, where it started going gray, I've had relatives accuse me of dyeing my hair. I had Dave Graney, who was sitting next to me in a car (laughs) while I was giving him a lift. And he accused me of dyeing my hair. That's rich coming from him. He says, you're doing a Nick Cave. Oh, that's rich coming from you, Graney. Oh, Graney's, well, he's the... You know the maestro of remember when he came appearances. In, remember he came in to get this, and he was wearing a um a jacket, but it wasn't around his um he wasn't wearing it. Jay, it was around his shoulders, right? And he said, "We go, what's with the the jacket?" And he goes, "I'm wearing this uh, this jacket. 
in the style of an Italian film director <laughs> as a challenge to modern society. <laughs> you a know, challenge. I've, I've known Dave and, and Clear now for 20 years. Yeah. It's not an act. No. no that, that's, that's who they are. That's the guy, in it? I worked at, uh, d- had to go to Dave's house, Dave yeah. and Clear's house, uh, for uh, every day for three months while yeah. we were doing the soundtrack for yeah. a movie. Yeah. And you would literally, they'd open the door and they'd have to move a xylophone out of the way <laughs> so you could get into to get the to house. The, to get to the glass zebra. <laughs> and then you'd have to push past the gong. Wow. And it's not an act. It's not like they go, someone's coming, get out all the gongs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put away the... Put away the Nutribullet. Get out a gong. It's have you got a Nutribullet? I t- what is a Nutri? What am I missing out on? Oh my god! What is this? Are you a smoothie guy? No. Can I? Can I? Can I just say, uh, Ed? <laughs> well, now that you've brought this subject up, uh, I, I hate making a speech at a wedding. Do uh, you know? Because and and I was sort of living in terror that I was going to have to make say something at your yeah, wedding. You were on a list. And if I had. Had to say something. Yes. I think what I would have talked about is the day I was at your house yes. and you sent me down to get something out of the boot of your car when you were making a fine film called Scumbus. Yes, yes, this yes, was. yes. And I opened the boot of the car <laughs> and there were two drums, his and hers protein powders. <laughs> and I remember thinking, it's love. It is love. <laughs> me and the, is love. Me and the wife. <laughs> Me and the little wife. What is your kitchen like? How many... Your wife put up recently a mm. tweet where she had inside my fridge, mm. and it was so healthy. Mm. It was so and chockers you know, with and vegetables. You, and, and do you know what she'd done with that? Pop. She'd gone, this looks a bit... No, I reckon it looks a bit unreal. And right. she'd gone out and she'd got a treat. Oh, she, she hadn't had it uh, sculpted. Or no, did, this no. was just a fridge. But right. she got out and she got a bliss ball. To put right. in there, just to make it look like she was a normal person. Do you know the great irony is, though? My father-in-law, 8th Dan Black Belt, can fly through walls and can kill things by <laughs> thinking about them. <laughs> he does Taekwondo all day. But you know right. what his, his um, poison is? You, know po- you know what his treat is? Mm. Guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. Do you know what snack chocolate is? Oh, snack it's, chocolate. It's not like cooking chocolate. No. It looks what? not like carob. <laughs> oh, that looks like a nice piece is of it chocolate, like but it's it, not oh, quite it's right. Dust. No. Brown dust. <laughs> you pricks. <laughs> is it like a smaller version of an actual chocolate? No, that's fun size. Okay. Snack is the one that and he's the only one that still eats it. He still eats it. It's a chocolate bar and in the middle yeah, look it up, Jay. It's got uh, like goo, and it's different shapes. So there's uh, a passion fruit yellow goo, right. and there's a red goo, yeah. and he and it's a fruit flavor. No fruit's even been wafted uh, near right. it. Have you got it? Gotcha. It's a it's a Cam- Show time. the Cadbury snack. Oh yeah, the snack. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So, right. Snack. so he's eating a little square. No, no, a block. So he's keeping the snack on the market. He is the he's last that. person right. to keep because, like you, with passbooks for the bank. <laughs> That's right. You don't still have one. I do. I still have. You two. can't have one. Well, they won't give any more out. Well, why would they? Because their weight, their idea now is because the pensioners won't get rid of them. No. So the idea is, when hang you on, are do- you calling yourself one of the pensioners? I am almost in the. Well, I, I think I'm probably the youngest person who still has a passport. There's a, there's but a title. They won't issue any more. So when the, no. the pensioners die, they you know they're gone. They but when your passport runs out, they do still have the drawer where they get out the new and one. And how reluctant are they? Oh, they hate it, and they have to sort of use skills they haven't used for years because they have to get out the little piece of paper where you do your. <laughs> Black light Jesus signature. Christ. They have to get out the stamp with the word cancelled and cancel every page because someone might reuse this passport. So even what is the point? Why do you do it? I just don't you well, want a sweet well, ATM card? They're the ones who got me hooked on it. They're the people who came to my school and said, "This is how banking works." 
But that was in <laughs> in the sixties. I just I things just, have moved I on. Just like when I'm getting some money, I like to see a person give me the money. <laughs> Don't you think it's that man? What are you like an armed robber? I went because uh, in uh, am I in Melbourne? I'll just say yeah, in you're a street to say in Melbourne. Okay, yeah, in yeah. Melbourne, yeah. Uh, a branch of a certain bank yeah. uh, closed recently, yeah. and then they opened a new one across the road. Oh, and did they do that thing where they made it not look like a bank? Yeah, well, it looks like a corridor of ATMs. <laughs> oh, that was and and you go in, and there's just you're yeah. swarmed by bats, by greeters, <laughs> going, hey, "Why are you here? Why are you here?" Like it's quite thr- like a street gang. <laughs> street what gang. are you doing here? Why would you come here? Well, I want to do some banking. Well, there's the machine. Yeah, going, there it is. I want to. See, have you got any people here? I want to see a person. Then they reluctantly let you go oh, down okay. the back. Yeah, down the back to the teller. To there's like one teller working okay. at a desk. Yeah. yeah. And you know, and they're basically they're advocating their own redundancy. I so, which is so saying, weird. Instead of saying, "Why don't you go over to the wall?" Why don't they go? Why don't you make me redundant? <laughs> Why don't you make me not be able to pay my mortgage payments? I know. It is one of the weirdest things where they try, but this is my favorite bank story. A friend of mine got a job in a bank after school, right? After school, she went, that's it. She wanted a safe job. Right. Okay. So she went to get a bank telling job because mm. I think her auntie had been a bank teller for like 30 years. Yes. And she's like, that'll do me. No worries. Mm. She gets in there and there was a guy who was a few years above us at school right. who'd left, but everyone sort of knew him. Anyway, the rumors were that he sort of got in with a shifty crowd, but no one could, no one knew. Right. One day she's working at the bank and she sees him fifth in line and she sees him and he sees her and he sort of goes, you could tell in his mind, he's doing the maths going, okay, I don't want to get this girl. (laughs) I don't, but trying to look coy, right? Because there was a few people behind him. The bank was closing. It was like he was stuck, right? Right. Mm. Sure enough, who did she get? Her. Rocks up. And of course, she goes, she was a really sunny, friendly person, goes, hey, Billy. And the guy, and he goes, hmm, sorry. She goes, Karen, from school. He brings the screens down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? And he goes, oh, sorry, I don't know who that is. And he hands over a driver's license, his face, completely different name, and hands in. Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of cash. Right. And she, she goes, oh. now she's freaked out. Right. What do I do here? So she goes, uh-huh. she thinks she's got it wrong. Completely got it wrong. And she goes, okay. Does that. Bang, ba, bang, ba, bang. Does the thing. Says, hands back, says, thank you, sir. And as he, as he walks out, he goes, cheers, Karen. And winked at her. Oh, God. What was he doing? Espionage. Billy. Espionage, isn't that good? Really? Isn't that sneaky? It's very. Oh, okay, right. You see what I mean? Yeah. So he gave her the wink on the way out. Okay. Wow. So where's that money? That's just money that. That's money. He's taking it a loan at another bank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's coming here. He went <laughs> to look like a big shot. <laughs> <laughs> just, just lighting a cigarette with a. And then he went to bill. the little waist high bench. Yeah. Filled out his passport. Yeah, filled out his passbook <laughs> and then left. Okay, here's the thing about the passbook. Because I wrote a thing in the book about the passbook, yes. I I can't get rid of them because I'm now the passbook guy. Passport so guy. what happened was, I when that book came out, mm-hmm. I was at the ABC oh. and I bumped into a man called Bruce Permazel, very oh. good director, directed the games oh, with John yeah, Clark. Job, yeah. And he had heard me talking on radio about uh, having a passbook. I pass him in the corridor no and he just... Opens his jacket oh, and just out. just lifts out Boom. an inch of passbook, Boom. as if to say, you know, you and yeah, me, he, we're the same. He shared you an inch. So then, yeah, oh yeah. 
I tell that story yeah. as I am now on a radio show. Oh so now heaps of people have heard it. Yeah. So now yeah. every couple of weeks, yeah. I just get the secret. Uh, you get a little bit. Get the secret signal, now, usually from a person in their seventies. <laughs> okay, and of course I go. Oh, of course I was on John Fain. Of course oh, you were on me. John Fain. <laughs> Now you have to give an equivalent ABC person from Sydney. Okay, from Sydney it would be Richard, Richard Glover, Glover, and now one from Brisbane, Spencer House, and I'll do it for you. Yeah, or, or I was going, I was going to say Brian Bury, but I think wow. he retired. He uh, retired twenty years in ago, eighteen sixties. Yeah, pardon me, pardon now, me, Brisbane. And now you've got to give me a, uh, a person that reads the news on Channel Seven on the Sunshine Coast that used to host Family Feud. Uh, Ugly Dave Gray. He does all. All broadcasting on the Gold Coast is covered by Ugly Dave Gray. It's an exhausting schedule. The answer is Rob Ruff. <laughs> Rob Ruff. <laughs> Rob Ruff. Or is it bro like Alan No, bro. no, it's Bruffy. It's Bruff. Now, you Maybe mean... it's Alan Bruff. Oh. Think about that. Controversial. He's very touchy when you bring up that subject. No, he's a bro. Because you go, think about it. Mm. There's the word through. Yeah. He could be Alan Brew. Yeah. There's the word bow, like the bow of a tree. He yeah. could be Alan Bow. Yeah. There's Bruff, yeah. that's spelled exactly the same. He could be Alan Bruff. Yeah. Why has he chosen bro? Is it just because he's from New Zealand? Oh, that's what it is. It makes life easier. <laughs> what do you reckon, bro? It is strange. Although, because people call him Alan, bro. And he thought, yeah, I'll just... <laughs> I'll stick with that. Now, funding, let's yes, talk funding. funding. You, I brought up funding You brought before. up funding and said something inadvertent, I think. Did you mean to say that? That everyone in this room mm. is held together by the fact that we have not applied for funding. Not applied for funding because yes. I made a film, Bad Eggs, Bad Eggs, many years ago, which yes. I think there were twelve films made by the Macquarie Bank Film Corporation. I think we were wow. the only one that didn't also have uh, Australian taxpayers' money in it. Oh. And you, of course, have since made two films yes, stupidly with um, uh, with no government no, with funding, no at government all. funding at all. Yeah. Now, my question to you about Bad Eggs: If you yes. had one story from the making of that film, people because people ask me all the time now, how do you make a film? And I go, I don't know. I know how to do. I know how to sort of get people in a room and film it and then put it together. But a filmmaking is a big, is a larger scale again, yes. which I think, which is you know. I, so if you had one story from back in the bad eggs days, either fun or frustrating, what do you reckon is one where you go? What's the the memory that stays with you? I, I tell you, one thing I remember is trying to get the rights to use a Frank Sinatra song for the oh, end of the film. Have dear. I told you about this? Oh dear! And so we wanted uh, Frank Sinatra singing uh, "Where or When" from the okay. uh, classic uh, "Live at the Sands" album. Okay. So so we call up, uh, because Frank Sinatra is dead by this time, yeah. but he still has a lawyer called Bert Finkelstein. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> That's his name. Perfect. That's his real name. Finkelstein so, here. So we call up uh, Bert Finkelstein and we say, look, we want to uh, use this song in the film. And he goes, I, I, think, I think enough time has passed that I can say the amount Of course now. you can. He goes, 100 grand. Oh. Now that's just for the recording. That's not for the publishing of the song, right. which is again another amount of money. Right. I think something like fifteen thousand. But he goes a hundred grand to use the song, and and he goes that's the standard price it. for a Sinatra. And I've got our producer Stephen Luby has said, well, we are making a low budget film, and he mm. goes, you might be making a low budget film. We ain't making low budget music. Oh, he's got that ready to go. Hundred grand. That's fantastic. So we needed the song. So we decided to pay the hundred grand. Wow! Which came out of my money because I was putting three hundred grand. Yes, you paid of, some of your money into this film. Of right? my money into the film. Always which, a good idea. Always if you're listening. a good idea. <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening and you're always. wondering, strongly recommend it. <laughs> We've both done it. It is a wonderful idea. 
Think of right. all the millionaires you know. Guess what they did? Yeah, yeah. They put money into a film. <laughs> it's such a wise Bill decision. Bill Gates. But so, but then what you've got to think about, this is 2002 yeah. when the Aussie dollar was at 49 cents. See, that hurts again. So when he says 100 grand, he means 200, he means 200 grand. Oh. So he go, oh, okay. It's coming out of my money. Wow. Sign the check. So Stephen Luby, I see him the next day at, you know, the, the breakfast table. Sick. I'm feeling sick about this amount of money. He comes in and I go, did you send the check off to Bert Finkelstein? And he goes, have you seen the, the news? The Aussie dollar has gone up one cent. It's gone up to 50 cents. And I go, yeah. He goes, we've just saved five and a half grand. Yeah. And I go, you sign that you better do it now because it might go back. Yes. Next day. It's gone up to 51 cents. Oh, my God. This the next guy. day, I'm going, if you sign this, no, 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 we can hold out a bit longer. Oh my God, oh my it's God, like oh my God. when the roulette oh, wheel. This is yeah. it. This is it. Let, Let it, it ride. Goes. Let it ride, baby. And it kept, it was like 53 oh. cents, 54, and it got to 57 cents, and no one could stand it anymore. And I go, quick, now sign the check. And we saved $35,000. That's amazing. Take but that, Finkelstein. Talking about your film, talking about making things that, Strong reactions these days. People love things or they hate them. People do hate it and people do love it. It's, yeah, but that's it's, the internet. Everyone hates everything and yeah, loves but everything Yeah, but no, of everything I've done, it's the one thing where I get people come up to me in the street and like angry. Or well, when it came out, uh, would be, I would get people uh, saying, I want my, uh, I think it was $9 I was say, in those days back. I went to back. the movies, it cost me $6.50. <laughs> <laughs> I'm outraged. But it, Absolutely but, outraged. But then there's people who quote the whole raft of dialogue. Film in you? Got another film in you? Yeah. I, well, I wrote in those days. I think I'd written four, and that was the that was the one we got made because it was a genre film. Yeah, that right, was right, it right. was an opportunity. To, but that film made money. It well, it eventually broke even. That's which what I, mean. I am told. Which is a miracle. Uh, apparently, it's I don't know what it is now, but someone at one point told me it was like less than point. Two yeah, of one percent of Australian films break even, yeah. and and I think too if you're gonna if you're talking about breaking even, mm. you have to include the prints and advertising cost. Ah, because that and that's off- where it gets interesting. Yeah, because they won't itemize that for you, right? And I'm I'm of the opinion now, don't, well, don't, don't do it because you can't compete with like. Don't you get the feeling these days? There's only one film a week that's coming out. So when there's an Avengers movie that's coming out, that's the only yes. movie that's out that week. Because but, the advertising spend is so large that unless you're doing Marigold yes, and you're in the older right. person bracket, then it's not that thing where you go, all right, there's three films competing for my attention. There's always mm-hmm. that one, the one of the week. And if you missed it, then there's the second one from last week yeah. that you might go back and check out. But, and, but if for Prince, I mean, what is the... Oh, give us a break. Like, like exactly. Because like, in the days of when we did Bad Eggs, a, a single print of a film was $4,000. And that because they physically had to have them to play them. Yeah. Now and, it's just a USB stick. And I think we had, I don't know how many, it was somewhere between 100 and 200, but even wow. if it's just 100 prints, that's $400,000. That's a lot of money. I remember at the time, I think that was more than the Rage in Placid Lake which came out at the same time as that was more than their than they made at the entire box office. So I'm right. going, hang on, they made less than just the cost of the prince. The rage remember the Rage in Placid Lake? Oh my god, I remember the Rage in it Placid Lake. It starred Ben Lee. Ben Lee. And and, and, most, and and I Ben's a great musician, but you're like, I don't get it. And and why, I don't get it. And and it came out just briefly after a film called Lake Placid. Lake Placid. A giant Crocodile movie. Amazing. And you go, and I remember for a while, the Screen Australia website, which ah. had funded the film, actually was calling the film 
the rage in Lake Placid. <laughs> That's what it said on their own website. And you're going, why would you call yes. your film The Rage in Placid? Because the, Placid Lake yeah. was the name of Ben Lee's character. Yeah, that's right. And you're going, oh, yeah, why not just call him Inferno Towering? <laughs> <laughs> why not just call or, him Adventure Poseidon? The Batman. <laughs> why would you call him Placid <laughs> yeah. Lake when there had been you're a film right. called Lake Placid? That's Bizarre. one of those things. It's in development. It gets there too quick. And then it goes, oh, shit. Oh, shit, we're too far down the line here anyway. Mm. But point being that I bought some mics the other day. I bought some two microphones. Yes. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm got the, I got the bug again. After my, the film, which is about to come out, Border Protection Squad, which you're in, of course. Yes. I was, I was like, you know what? I don't know if I want to, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's pretty tough to do, right? Mm. But it's so much fun. It is. It shooting is Scumbus with all you guys and shooting Border Protection Squad. The days are so fun. And, and you know, you were doing, and I think Scumbus, if I remember, was shot yes. in eleven days. Well, see, the problem with that, you know, what happened with that, right? And wasn't it eleven six-hour days because six you days. couldn't afford to buy lunch for anyone? Uh, it was breakfast, thank you. So we had lunch, and then it, <laughs> yeah, go, right. go home. Pardon me. Go and, you, home. and you were doing radio every morning. Yeah, yeah, with David Kate, of course. So you go along, do so. It, you can do it. You can. It can be done. Of course, it can be done. No mm. worries. Mm. But. Hey, can I tell you something? I there's <laughs> so with the latest one, Border Protection mm. Squad. I've re I've been rejigging it, rejigging it, and so now. But with getting back to the eleven days thing, right? So I said that one day to Santo Chilaro. Yes, he goes, "Oh, you made a film." I go, "Yeah, Scumbus. It's a lot of fun." Right, right. And, and I said, "I was I was bragging." I said, "Yeah, yeah. Shot the whole thing in eleven days." And he was sort of on his computer, and he said it so calmly. Yeah. He just goes. Oh, yeah, we shot the castle in 11 days. <laughs> that is true. Well, I know because I was married to the woman who created that 11-day schedule and, at the time. Wow. And I remember thinking to myself, gee, the bar for the 11-day film's pretty high. <laughs> but then, I might start peopling it with six. But then did he go on to tell you how rudimentary the, the castle production was? I mean, I'm in that film. Yeah, you are at the end. Playing for nine seconds playing Bud Tingle's nine son. I am. I could be wrong about this, mm. but I am pretty sure... I wasn't playing Bud Tingwell's son on the day. I was just there to make up the numbers. Wow. I remember that scene. It's the final scene right. of the movie. It is, a big party scene. Rob Sitch, who was the director of the film, wasn't yes. even there. He was off. He had to make a speech at his school. Are you and kidding? So who directed his, Santo? The scene was directed by Santo, Jane Kennedy, and Annie Maver combined. That's incredible. And That's like the time I got to direct a scene in Meat Pie. <laughs> okay. Now, you've brought it up, so you can't complain later. Should I tell you the scene I got so to direct? Now, when we're talking about meat pie. In case people want to look it up, <laughs> you might find it as Australian pie or you might find it on DVD release in the States as Going Down Under. Yes. Now, if you're looking for the trailer, it's mm. not. It's called on YouTube, it's called Meat Pie Trailer. That's misspelled trailer. <laughs> you can actually find it Australian pie brackets yeah. going down under. Now, you see that? See the picture? Oh, oh here we go. Now, yeah. Okay. Here's. Okay. We, Three and a half out of ten on IMDb. Is, oh, it's is, gone up. Is this file officially open? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. He, here's the thing about because when I met Ed yeah. Cavalier, yeah. your name was. Uh, in the film, it was Highland Cavalier. The, your name was Ed, oh, Ed Highland Cavalier. Ed Highland Cavalier. Yes, and yes. I think I was one of the people yes. who said, you should drop the you Highland. Said that. Because said... people will just be referring to the Highland Cavaliers That's till the right. day you die. <laughs> so, so I dropped it. You dropped it. But interesting. Yes. So you're now Ed Cavalier. Yes. But in Meat Pie, yes. you are Highland, Highland Cavalier. Cavalier. That's right. As though Highland is your Christian name. Because I started as Ed Highland Cavalier. Mm. And they were like, all right, cool. So which which will we call you? And I was like... Oh, I might try and sound all like highfalutin. Oh, highfalutin, yeah, Because right. Highland Cavalier sounds better. Yeah, right, right. And so that's what I went with. Right. For, but but highfalutin <laughs> and meat pie 
that that's not a you know it's not like that's like Dame Judy Dench in Porky's, <laughs> really, isn't it? <laughs> but hang on, yep. but, and, and of course, now and, why are we bring, why do now why did I bring that up? Yeah, I, I don't know. To, I had something to say. And, about and the it. thing, let's just say there was the first thing you did, oh, yeah. and and you didn't write the script. I was at uni and I wanted the money. You so weren't we, the person who came up with the idea of ostentatious being uh, sexually turned on by birds. <laughs> And therefore, oh. chasing an emu ah, in one scene. I'm glad you bring this up. In order up. to have his way with it. I'm glad you bring this up. <laughs> because you? on that shooting day, that on that day of shooting, I was I, I went along because I, when you weren't shooting, you sort of you they would take you along because in case they would quickly grab a scene, they would call it. Yeah, right. right. Ah, let's just grab a scene. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Are we going to write it first? No. no. Let's grab a scene. See what happens. <laughs> Not grab a shot. Let's grab a scene, right? Yeah. And so that was the day where Ostentatious was meant to be really into emus. Yeah. Right? And they'd gone and they, because we didn't have any permits to film anywhere. We got it kicked out of a number of places. And we go, and there was this one day where they go, all right, Austin, you're in love with these birds. And he goes, well, I should tell you guys, I'm actually quite frightened of birds. <laughs> and the director goes, what? And he goes, I hate birds. <laughs> Yeah, have you read? Fact. Have you read the script? Like, no, right? And I was like, oh no! And I got along with Austin well. Like we used to hang out. We had Sandy Goodnight. We had we had fun on the yes. set, right? We used to get along well. And I go, and so then I'm sort of hanging back, and another guy who another actor in it called Paul, great guy. He goes, oh no! What are we going to do? We can't get the scene. And the director goes, how do you, how are you with birds, Paul? And he goes, fine, I don't care. And he goes, all right, this is what we'll do. Cut to. Yeah. You stand here, Austin, on this side, and Paul, could you rustle up the emus so that they ran towards Austin? Where are you getting your emus? And whenever you freak out, Austin, just run away and we'll cut. Okay. And Paul goes, we'll make it work in the edit. Exactly. No worries. Jumps the fence. You ask where we got the emus? The director had sourced an emu farm. (laughs) Right? And and you got to remember, we're shooting on thirty-five millimeter film, and oh, we only wow. had one take of everything. We we're only allowed oh, no. one take, right? So they go and action, Paul. Paul screams out, "Do these things bite?" Right? And the director goes, "Ignore him. <laughs> Chase the emus, man." He rustles up towards the emus, and they all just look at him like, "Yeah, what are you going to do about it? We're a gang of emus. We'll peck you to death. We don't care." And the director's yelling, "We're, we're running out of film, Paul." Get up in their face. Make some noise. Uh, go crazy. Go crazy. <laughs> Paul goes, no. I think they're going to bite me. Right? <laughs> He's an emu fluffer. Cut. <laughs> he goes, cut. We can't use any of that footage. All right, we have to get it this time. We have to get it. How are you going, Austin? I'm not pretty. Fucking, I don't like being out here, mate. It's the last fucking one. He goes, fine. I'll do it. Director jumps the fence. And he goes, I'll show you how this works. Takes off his jacket. Always wore a Hawaiian shirt. And he goes, action. And he ran. And I mean, I'm like, he's going to crash tackle one of these emus as a lesson, <laughs> as a lesson to the others. And they're feisty. They're feisty. He gets to, and I'm like, this is going to be on 35 millimeter film. He got so close. Last second, emus bolt. Now, what he wants is the emus to run in an orderly line right. towards Ostentatious standing yeah. directly in front of them. Yeah. What do you think they did, Tony? Uh, they just all scattered. Scattered! <laughs> and it, it, it didn't have the romantic effect that the, the actual idea would have produced. Scattered! He can't hunt all of us. 
And so the director's yelling, Sandy, just move towards that one. Move towards it. And so he just takes two steps towards it amorously. And that's the scene. That's in the film. And that's then in the, the film. It dissolves to you having sex with a meat grinder, that's presumably. The, that's at the start of the film. That's that kicks us off the dramatic what, what, action. But hang on, what was the scene you directed? Thank you. So, um... <laughs> it's like, you're like, it, didn't Quentin Tarantino guest direct a scene in uh, uh, Sin City? Did he really? Yeah, okay, and so he's I'm in like, the credits. Yeah, yeah. So, right, this, so you're like, do you get a credit? Is, is it Highland Cavalry? <laughs> H. No. H. Cavalier. H. Cavalier. It wasn't credited. Okay. So the scene was that we're all at a, at a bush dance, mm. and my new penis, don't ask, is working brilliantly by this stage. Right? The African-American porn star who I've uh, received it from in a mm. transplant. We don't have time to explain that. No, it's finally settled in. Right? Mm. And so now I've got a date with the girl that I'm in love with who, yeah. who'd spurned me a couple of times for yeah. various. But not for long. <laughs> Not once this Frankensteinian creation is unveiled. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at the barn dance. Right? Gabby Milgate's there. She's in the film. Having right. a great time. Mm-hmm. Everyone's there. Mm-hmm. And um, two of the girls were meant to say, I'm sick of men, and then start kissing. Right. Now, by this stage, everyone hated the director so much that basically no one was talking to him. So much so that the guy, at the end of each day, we would get paid in cash by a Mr. Whippy van because he was the chief investor. So when we heard <laughs> green sleeves, all of us kids oh, would run out and we would line up and we would get money. And then he'd say, do you want an ice cream? <laughs> and we'd grab an ice cream. And then he'd take the money back. <laughs> you can ice cream. cash or a golden gate. <laughs> Welcome to the wonderful world of Australian film funding. And so it was direct investment, right? And so he, the sound guy the day before, had run away with the sound tapes because he hadn't received his money. And the director chased him down the street, cornered him, and held him there and begged him, hands, honestly, hands and knees, until Mr. Whippy arrived and gave him the money. <laughs> so things were tense. And he'd said something to one of the girls that she didn't like. And so right. she said to him, I'm not doing the kissing scene. Right. And in his mind, the whole film relied on it. Yeah, sure. that's going to be the, the poster, the trailer. And they were two girls that he got from Big Brother and he was paying them oh. more than I was getting paid. And wasn't it, it was someone well known from Big Brother. Trevor, who won Big Brother. Oh. He had a cameo as a doctor. He did a really good job. And so then she, they, she goes, I'm not doing it. And the other one then says, well, neither am I. We want more money. And he goes, well, I don't have any more money. And they go, well, we're not doing the scene. And the whole barn dance is there. We had a band there pretending to play. It was all, it was done. He said, that's it. We're finally done. It hasn't worked. The film's off. We're done. Mm -hmm. Then he comes back and he goes, can you come here over here, Highland? I said, what is it? He goes, I reckon they might do it if you direct the scene. I said, why? He goes, because they like you. And I said, well, can't you just go and apologize? He goes, I have. She says, she won't talk to me anymore. But she wants to finish the film because of all the crew. She wants to do it for the crew, yeah. but she doesn't want me to be there. And I said, all right. He goes, so do you know how to direct? I said, I've watched you. <laughs> yeah, I saw that bit with the emus. <laughs> <laughs> how hard can it be? <laughs> and I don't know if anyone's seen the shot, Tone, because you remember we only get one take. Right. And I spoke to the DOP and I said, why don't we do a tracking shot? Oh, yes. So that one girl yeah. runs out of the barn dance. Wait till magic hour, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sort of Terrence Malick thing going. One girl runs out of the barn dance yeah. 
we're tracking her yeah. and then the other girl meets her in the middle yeah. and then we keep tracking around yeah. as they start to kiss and like as a defiance to all the men in their lives. Yeah. And the emus. And the emus, this <laughs> uncaring emus. We're still running around. And we shot the scene. We shot the scene. It was one take. Right. And, and, I, and, and to be honest with you, it was probably the emotional high point of the movie. <laughs> The emotional high point of Australian Pie, a.k.a. going down under. And then cut from that to the set of Border Protection Squad. Well, that's where I learned how to do it. But you know know what's informative about that? Because it made me think, Mm. if these, I'm going to swear, idiots (laughs) can make a film. Because A, the film came out. B, it was shot on film. C, it's the worst thing ever made. D, I got a phone call from him a year later. After you and I were doing Get This. Yeah, we, we got a lot of material out of it. And he rang and he said, oh, mate, I've been overseas, but seriously, I've been hearing that you've just been bagging it nonstop. And I go, yeah, I have. He goes, thanks. <laughs> We've sold the DVD rights to America. <laughs> Give us your bank account details. We've made a profit. So it's in fact your own. So, so a film you would rather no one ever see. That's right. You yourself resulted. Well, uh, you played a large part in that. In, in an international distribution yes. deal. Right, right. And so then, Matt, what made me think, yeah. idiots can do it, then no. I can do it. Why not? Well, it's true. You do, I've always said this, you learn so much more working on a debacle yeah. than you do working on something good. Because it's more important to learn what not to do. Yes. And now, and if you're looking for what not to do, <laughs> meat pie is a documentary. <laughs> Oh, that'll do us, Tone. But Border Protection Squad is not a documentary. No, it's and not. I've seen a, an early cut. Yes. I don't know what relation that bears to the final yes. version. Yes, yes, yes. But yes. it's full of people. It's full of surprises. Yes. I'll tell you, Ryan Fitzy Fitzgerald. Yes, very good actor. Hilarious. Yeah, don't, don't. I don't want it to get out. No. Because okay. people don't know that he's a very funny actor yet. Yeah. And after it comes out, because I'm claiming McGregor. Luke McGregor, yeah, I yeah. agree. I, the first time anyone heard of well, Luke McGregor Pete, was when you dragged him into those Summer Lovin' podcasts we hell, did. Thank you. Helia disputes this, and that's fine because Pete gives people a lot of work. As Pete said to me, right. I think I'm the first person to pay him. I said, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. get stuffed, Pete. Get stuffed. <laughs> but he's right. But I don't, and I'm holding on to Fitzgerald because when people cotton on to it, he will going to get acting jobs, right. and I don't want other people stealing the credit for that. He's good. You're can I, great. Can I do my impression of Luke McGregor? Please. It's just one word. You know, I love a one-word impression. Do it. Like my favorite one-word impression, Jack Thompson. Home buyers. <laughs> and here's my Luke McGregor. Here we go. Uh, girls. It's pretty good. <laughs> what a way to leave things. Jay, anything you need to know oh, before we leave? I've, I've been Googling yep. a lot of things yeah, for do you guys, it, do it. and it's been fascinating to see. But the thing... When you do get to Ed Cavalier mm-hmm. and you get the movies and TV shows, right? Yeah. So it comes up. Santo, Sam and Ed's, Cup of Fever, Scumbus, yes. yeah. Going Down Under. Yeah. Underneath that, people yeah. also search for. Oh, no. Right? Oh, God. And the first one, I think this is something about the two of you, your relationship. Please. Because okay. Santo Chilaro is in there, but he's, yeah, he's down there. Sam Pang also yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tiff yeah, is in there, the lovely Tiff is in there. Yeah. Number one, people search for when they look for Ed Cavalier, <laughs> Tony Martin. There you, go. Yeah, there you go. Inextricably linked. Because. Via the Google. People want ducks. They want ducks. <laughs> they want we don't ducks. have time to explain that. Oh, my Lord. That's great. Do we have to- We have our short Rex grab? It's only fitting that Rex plays a little bit short. So you've- you plays the, the uh, shortest yeah. one. 
no problem. This is the grab, Tony. They, we'll right. find this is Are the these lo- still in the computer. I dragged some of them out. <laughs> for I, actually, all I, got, years. I actually emailed the pots and pans for this very oh, one. Very nice. And this is the thing. If you talk about making things, I don't know anyone who got more mileage out of two sentences than you did with Rex Hunt when he apologized for a alleyway tryst. <laughs> An alleyway tryst. In this fashion. Who hasn't? I'm invincible. I'm paying money. Uh, the girl's happy. She's got no money. I got my rocks off. Oh, how good is this? Yeah, I strongly advise people to go to YouTube. Just put in Rex Hunt, get this, <laughs> yes. and you can see the millions of things that, Tone, you got out of that one grab. When you heard that grab for the first time, we'll finish on this, did your all of your bells go off at once and go, yes, it's, I can sleep in today? Yeah, and then that uh, the other thing, of course, that you should Google if you can find it is Rex Hunt's address to the nation, oh, which that's a classic. Which then provided the other six months of material. For the, for <laughs> uh, excellent work. Where find you? Where Twitter you? Where are you? Uh, I'm at Mr. Tony Martin, and go and get scarcely relevant. And if you which haven't is read at TonyMartinThings.com, can you get Lolly Scramble and the Nest of Occasionals there? Yeah, you can get. Well, the thing is, you can get if you want them as a book. Yeah. You just go to a bookshop if yep. you can find such a thing, They're and good. they will order it in for you as a physical ah, book. Just because cool. they don't have it there doesn't mean there aren't a lot of them at the warehouse. <laughs> And as ebooks, I think you can get them from the uh, Pan Macmillan Excellent. website. I'm looking yep. at your website now. Oh, there it is. It's very rudimentary <laughs> and needs updating. Yeah, it's uh, a little bit. Of, uh, there it is. But you're all there. It says you're. Yep. Excellent. That all checks out. That is a picture of you, not the actor Tony Martin. <laughs> Great jacket. What are you doing with your hands? <laughs> I, d- I don't know. Hey. Trying to keep them out of shot. Yeah. My book. Take my book. Hey. Please. <laughs> Finkelstein on the line. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Tone. Always a pleasure. Cool. Excellent.